FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdullah Kibshabaz, the program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Today's the day! <laughs> yes, it is. Well, the floor is yours. Go well, ahead. Well, uh, today, uh, on Statehouse Happenings, I'm formally announcing my candidacy for the mayor of Hill Valley, California. <laughs> And if you guys wonder, what, okay, Abdul, what are you talking about? Well, Hill Valley, California was the town in Back to the Future. <laughs> and if you saw the first Back to the Future film, <laughs> it's like, you could be anything you want. That could be mayor. Mayor, yeah, colored mayor. That'll be the day. Watch, Mr. I'm going to clean up this town. Well, here's a broom. Get started. No, folks. No, seriously. Uh, no, uh, today I'm officially announcing my candidacy for mayor of the great city. Of Indianapolis, uh, I know I can't. I can't believe the word just came out of your mouth. I can't believe it. I know. I I knew it was going to happen. I just can't believe it. Yeah, we went. We went through. A, we had to go through a process uh, to make sure that we were making the right decision, which is you know talking to voters, uh, doing uh, doing the scientific polling, the, getting that data out the way, and also uh, getting the lovely wife to to not be against it. Yeah, I'm so excited about this because. We have too many boring campaigns these days, and I know at least the next, what would this be? It'd be four months, but I think probably the next 10 months, <laughs> it ain't going to be boring. It's like I told my wife, you won't always be happy, but you'll never be bored. All right, so why are you doing this? Um, I got the, I got the bug in my ear to do this back in 2020, believe it or not, during the George Floyd riots in downtown uh, Indianapolis, just how downtown was just sort of devastated and 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 don't get me wrong what happened to george floyd was horrible i freely admit admit that and those cops the the officers who did it you know should have been held in process should have been held accountable which they were what and if people want to peacefully protest and march and show their dissatisfaction with the government that i have no issue with whatsoever but there's a difference between peaceful protesting and rioting and that's what we had downtown we had riots downtown good friends of mine who've been you know business and merchants down here for years you know windows broken no, no help anywhere to be found uh, and that's really what sort of got the bug in my ear. So I've been thinking about it for 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 a while. Like this wasn't just some decision I made up overnight. And then finally, this summer, I was like, you know what? Let's let's look at it. Let's just see what's yeah. what's out there. What does that mean to look at it? Take people behind the scenes who have never run for public office before. Maybe they're not super political. What does that mean to explore running for office? Because you had an exploratory committee. Yeah. Well, first thing is you got to figure out what office you want to run for. Yeah. That's kind of because there's a difference between running for mayor versus city council member versus a state rep versus a state senator versus versus a governor for that matter. You would need to be an executive. Um, I don't see you being one of you know in the case of the the state house a hundred or in the case of the senate one of fifty. You need to be in charge. I have always been partial to the executive branch of government. Yeah, since like. 1991. Well, because your whole life you've sort of been your own executive, right? Whether it's a radio talk show host or now owning uh, indie politics, you've kind of always been your own executive. I understand that. Yeah, and also the lawyer in me, too, is uh, also, uh, like, I've always been, been part of the executive branch, not the legislative branch, but I respect it, obviously, as, as, a, as a main branch of government. 
So uh, after, so I'm like, hey, so what do we want to do? Like, well, let's think about running for mayor. What the heck? <laughs> so, so, so did you go home and tell your wife one day, hey, uh, hey, I got an idea? I'm thinking, I said, hey, sweetie, I'm thinking about running for mayor. And she was like, Negro, whatever, and kept walking. <laughs> And anybody who's African American knows exactly what that look is when you knows knows that knows that response when your wife gives it to you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, sweetie, okay, too sweet. Let me let me let me just inform exploratory committee. Let's see if it, if it's if it's a doable scenario. Right. If you raise seven dollars or polling shows you ninety three points behind, then probably not going to be yeah, a good probably idea. Not, not, probably not a bad idea. But when we polled and we found that uh, Joe only thirty three percent of voters thought Joe should get uh, a third term in office, which is very consistent with what we polled back in the midterm elections. Uh, and that only 27% of voters thought the city was going in the right direction, and only ha- less than ha- less than half of Democrats say they would support him in the primary. I'm like, okay, there's something. Yeah, there's something here. Now, granted, this is Marion County, so let's let's be honest. We're not fooling anybody. Right. Marion County is like a 60-40 Democrat Republican county. Now, I do. I've always believed that Republicans can win in Marion County if you have the right type of Republican candidate yeah you gotta have somebody like in the dick luger greg ballard mitch daniels mode yeah the reality is i'm not gonna win here right you won't win here no i can win in brownsburg <laughs> i win brownsburg fine yeah but i'm not gonna win here right you need a need a different type of different now i'll also argue too that technically no republican or democrat way to run a city either you know what you're doing or you don't right uh, now there's some ticking around the edges when it comes to like tax policy versus you know tax credits versus tax incentives but for sure. the most part it's blocking and it's tackling yeah merit and i used to talk about this that when it comes to running a city i mean there's four really four main things crime uh infrastructure uh snow removal and trash right i mean those are kind of the four things yeah and 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 i would also throw in some education workforce development sure uh, in in there as part of that equation too but yeah and so uh so wife gave me permission to form the exploratory committee. So I got my got my little band of, of rebels together, my rebel alliance. <laughs> we got the we got the schematics to the Death Star, and so now we just got to uh, get them to get them to Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, the program Statehouse <laughs> happenings. Uh, yeah, there's gonna be a jump. whole lot of those type of references oh, for the next ten I'm months. I'm so excited. Uh, Rob Kendall Abdul gives Jabaz Abdul uh, announcing today that he will run for the mayor of the city of Indianapolis. We'll get into some of the details on that, but first. I, you know, and we said this for months now. Uh, by the way, I want to take some credit on this because I feel like I was the first person to urge you to do this. And you know me, I'm never afraid to try to steal someone's uh, thunder or a special <laughs> day. Uh, I, uh, I, I, and I said this from the beginning, I think you'd be a good mayor because the major issue in this city is people don't feel safe. Right. Talk, talk, talk about dealing with crime in this city, which I would assume, which I know that's dangerous to do, but I would assume that will be a major part of this campaign. Um, I'm here. Here's what. Here's my. Here's my thing. People should fundamentally feel good about where they live. Yeah. Now, in any major metropolitan area, you're going to have a crime issue. You're going to have a road issue. You're going to have. You're going to have city issues. That's just normal. However, the the goal is to keep those issues down to a bare minimum. Right. It's like dating somebody with baggage. <laughs> It's one thing to have a bag that can fit in the overhead compartment, you know, on the airplane. It's another thing to have nine elephants behind you with bags on each side like you're about to go invade Rome because you're Hannibal. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. We are at the Hannibal point <laughs> in how people feel about baggage in the city of Indianapolis. So, why Why is Joe Hogsett not done a better job on crime? To be honest with you, I, I honestly don't know. Um. Now, some of it has something to do with the pandemic, yeah. There's crime up all over the country, yeah. But at the same time, though, 
and that doesn't excuse Indianapolis in a sense, because if Greg Ballacan kept, 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 kept crime down, Bart Peterson kept crime down in the early part of his term, Steve Goldsmith kept crime down in the, in the early part of his term, then what's going on here right. that's not that's not working? And he keeps, it seems like he he just goes, well, look at the money we threw at it. And you know this. There's a bit, we've talked about this before on this show. Just because you throw money at something, if you're not throwing the money wisely at something, you're not going to get the result. Crime doesn't stop just because you threw money at it. If all it took was to throw more money at a problem, all our problems would be solved. Yeah, because we spend enough money around here, right? Okay, so um, when you look at crime, because again, I think this is going to be the major, major issue. Do you have an idea, and I know it's very early in the campaign, and obviously, as we always talk about, you know, a day is a lifetime in politics, much less nine or nine or ten months. But do you have an idea about how you would want to attack crime? Yes, uh, and it's up at uh, abdulforindy.com. Oh, very good. You're already getting the plugs in. Oh, Congratulations. Course. Yeah, my brother's like, hey, plug the, plug the website. Plug the website. Plug the website. Plug the website. Damn it. Plug the website. <laughs> the special Seymour. Plug the special. <laughs> Give them the address of where the flower shop is. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, a couple things. Uh, we got to distinguish, number one, people were mad at versus people were afraid of. That To me, that is a big that is a big thing because people were, people were afraid of should have a different type of accountability, different type of corrections than people that we're mad at. My thing is this, Indiana and Indianapolis in particular, Marin County, should be the worst place to commit a crime, best place to get a second chance, but not so much a good place to get a third, fourth, and fifth chance because of the revolving door <laughs> of the bail guys that, that, keep, that keeps getting out. Right. Um, so I think if you're, if you're, if you're a nonviolent first-time offender, then okay, let's look, like I said, let's look at some alternative sentencing. If you're a low-level felon, say like a Class D right. felony, like the low, low felony, and you got no job and no skills, here's what we're going to do. And I'm uh, exploring this right now, is we're going to send you to school. That's going to be your probation. Oh. Because You'll be like Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> yeah, back to back, school. Yeah, back to school. That's, that's, just, that's your probation, back to school. And we'll either do Ivy Tech or Vincent's University or, or Butler or whatever, but you're going to go to school. That's going to be your probation. Now, it's interesting because my wife, when, we, when I floated this idea by her, it's like, well, honey, what you're saying is people can break the law and they get a free education. Like, I don't understand. I was like, well, sweetie, no, that's, that's not the point. When you went, I told my wife, when you went to the University of Indianapolis to get your degree uh, in physical therapy, what happened if you didn't go to class? You just, you just missed it, and you just got to make up the work. These guys don't go to class. They violated their probation, which means guess what? You're going to jail. Right. That's your carrot, and there's your stick. Well, and, and by the way, and it's also cheaper to send somebody to Ivy Tech for a couple years than to keep them in Marion County lockup for one year. And it, the reality, look, the reality is, and you're, you're right, that there is only so much space. The new jail is apparently a total disaster. We can get to that later. But uh, the reality is there's only so much space. We aren't housing the people that you're, you are worried will put a gun in your face and potentially do something serious if you're walking down the street at any time of the day in this city. And we've got to figure out a way to make sure, you've got to figure out a way to make sure um, – that, that those people are incarcerated, and then what do you do with everybody else? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think being being, being tough on crime is one thing, but also got to be smart on crime because there's no way you're going to lock everybody up. You're not going to arrest your way out of <clears throat> out of your crime problem. But but I do think we need to distinguish between people we're mad at versus people we're afraid of, and people we're mad, people we're afraid of need to go away. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. 
It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdul Keeps Your program of State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Today, Abdul declaring that he is uh, running for the mayor of Indianapolis. This is the podcast being put together Thursday. It'll air on the radio station on Sunday. Of course, Abdul kind enough to make the official announcement on the Kendall and Casey show Thursday at uh, 9 o'clock. Uh, so we appreciate that. Okay, so let's let's talk about the feel of the city. And we were... Uh, we were driving around, wife and I were, last night. It wasn't overly late. I don't know, maybe 7.30. So it's not like, hey, this was at 2 in the morning. This was about 7.30 where you'd still expect to see people out and about. It wasn't an overly cold day. And we were driving around. We had dinner downtown, and we were driving home. And it was just like, there's nothing going on down here. Like, there's there used to be a sense of like, hey, Indianapolis is a, a happening place, and people are out and about, and they're feeling good. It doesn't seem like anybody feels good about this city anymore. And that's why, um, to, to use a 1980 <clears throat> Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter reference to really carbon date myself, <laughs> there's like a malaise over the city of Indianapolis. Yeah, uh, just just a just a very heavy cloud. Uh, Almost like the, almost like the, the 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 pig pen character in Charlie Brown, who's got the cloud of crap all around him, and he can't really do anything because he's got the cloud of crap all around him. How do you fix that? <clears throat> Leadership. You make people feel better. Yeah. One thing. One thing I will say about uh, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump, they understood people and they knew how to connect with people. Now, whether it was you know for good reasons or bad reasons or whatever reason, that we can have a policy discussion about. But they knew how to connect with people and make people feel good, feel better about themselves, and in terms about and in terms of where they felt better about themselves, they felt better about where they lived. Yeah, and and you're it's a little different because obviously you are connected through work down here outside of this building, right? Like you go to the state house, you go to the city county building, you you know, so you you uh, you wine and dine on very fancy meals at the Columbia Club. <laughs> uh, the but, but but you know, so you are connected to be down here. I normally can't wait to get out of here the moment our work is done because there, it it just stinks being down here, and and that stinks because you and I when we first met, you know, whatever it is, ten, twelve years ago, whatever it was, Indianapolis was kind of a place you felt good about hanging out and being downtown, and you didn't really worry too much as long as you didn't go certain places after dark. I'd love to have that back, and it's gonna take it's gonna take a while to get to get that back, uh, but I do think it's possible. It's like turning around an aircraft carrier. How do you do it? One turn at a time. Yeah. What's a camp? What does your campaign look like? Like I, I just you're sitting here telling me today I'm running, and I knew you were going to run, but I just still can't. I feel like there's going to be some things that I'm going to say that is going to be good for us. <laughs> <laughs> and by good for us, I mean the media. What does a campaign look look like for you? Um, it's going to be unconventional. We're not going to do the same thing that other candidates uh, have done. Uh, our good friend Jim Merritt, uh, Chuck Brewer. We're not. Uh, we're not going to repeat the the errors that they made. And one thing we're going to do is there, there are a lot of people who aren't happy with the city, a lot of moderates, a lot of independents, and also a lot of Democrats as well. Matter of fact, actually, and I can say this and the team won't get mad at me, I've had Democrats come to me like, say, Abdul, hey, I heard you're running for mayor. Like, well, we're looking at it. Like, let me know if you do. Like, I can't do anything publicly, but I'll I'll help you out whatever way I can. Those and, are Democrats. And you told me some names. These are some pretty big-time people. Yeah, these are these are some big-time Democrats. I was like, wow, okay. Well, yeah. Here, here's, I, I, here's 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 my super pack. Go give money to them over there. I mean, you're you're going to. I feel like you're going to ask the questions that need to be asked, and, and you are going to ask Joe Hogsett the question we've been asking here at this radio station. Of course, other than you, we can't get anywhere near Joe Hogsett. But 
Where were you during the riots? You're going to ask these questions that the regular person wants to know. What happened during the riots? Where were you? Why weren't you the person making the call? And why didn't you accept the governor's offer to send in the National Guard? Yeah. I, I think this is going to be going to be great. I've had enough of these wimpy uh, Republicans. Even if it's an establishment Republican like you, <laughs> as long as it's not a wimp, I'm excited about it. Uh, okay, so obviously money's a big issue. That's I mean I don't think we're underscoring that. Joe Hawks it starts with something like a three million dollar advantage, assuming he, he is indeed the nominee. Obviously, he has competition. How do you how do you close that gap? Well, first of all, because I'm not. Ri- I, I've told you I, I'm going to give you money, but I'm not rich enough to. Uh, I'm not rich enough to fill that gap. So about 11:30 this morning, I'll expect a check from Robert. From <laughs> I told you Robert once you file, <laughs> what was the deal we had? Okay, that was the deal. You because I know you, you could still, I guess, on the way you're waltzing over there, someone could throw a briefcase full of cash out of a window, <laughs> and it, oh, I'll, I'm heading to Hawaii. Once you file, and maybe we'll do a photo op of some sort. We'll we'll send it over to the governor's office. He'll nah. be very excited. Yes, yes, he will actually. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, no, I. See, here's the thing with with money raising. Uh, Joe's got a, a definite money advantage. Have been mayor, you know, for six, seven years, you know, eight years uh, in office. You know, lots of law firms, lots of developers, lots of engineers, lots of contracts. I totally understand that. Totally get that. You're not going to be able to compete with Hawks at, at least for now, head to head on on the dollar raising. However, I don't have to compete. I just have to be competitive. In other words, with uh, as we as we saw, as we talked about it, my when when a candidate uh, puts together a campaign, one thing he's got to do is raise money to introduce himself to the voters, yeah, and and name ID, and so people get familiar with you. That I don't need to do because I've been covering local government, yeah. for darn near twenty years. And the people who vote, particularly in the municipal primary and municipal elections, ninety percent of them know who I am. Yeah, they so, may not like you, but they know who you are. Exactly, I got that problem all the time. So does my wife. <laughs> I know you, but I don't, I know who you are, but I don't like you. <clears throat> so 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 from that perspective. Uh, we don't need to raise, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, if I won the Powerball tomorrow, yeah, then yeah, then it's then it's game on, right? Uh, but the earn, they call it earned media, right? Yeah, we figure between earned media and probably just uh, having to raise about a million bucks uh, over the course of the next ten months, we should be okay. Let's talk about the reality, which is that you would be the first black mayor in the history of the city of Indianapolis. Uh, that that probably somewhat, you know, weighs weighs heavily on you. Um, it, it does and it doesn't. I mean, you, you can't ignore the history of it. I mean, heck, I'd be the first black mayor of Indianapolis, the first Muslim mayor of Indianapolis, the first mayor with Superman and uh, Alpha Sigma Chi tattoos. <laughs> so, I mean, you, mean you, if, if you if you do it, every everybody is unique and different. But but I, I you, you can't ignore the history of of, of our country of, of Indiana, and you, you you can't ignore the history of it. And so, as my as my mother and father would say, if they were alive, don't embarrass us. Yeah. But that's got to be. I mean, your your dad was a patriot. He served his country. Your parents were great people. You know, that's got to be. You know, and as I get older, I think about these things too. Like the things, the opportunities you have because of how hard your parents worked for you. And as you get older, you sort of realize, hey, you carry on in some ways their legacy, right? Yeah. And, that, and that's more responsibility. And it's actually, believe it or not, uh, it would be thirty three years to the day this. Uh, summer when we moved back from germany to indianapolis and steve goldsmith was in the mayor's race wow i remember watching the mayor's race because i had a broken leg so i was home that semester i remember watching the mayor's race with my mom i was like son that's gonna be you someday i'm like yeah "Yeah, whatever get out of here mom 
Uh, real quick, because we do have something else we got to get to. We got to get to some actual state house news. But um, when you came here, so you've almost been here twenty years now. Mm-hmm. And when you were doing talk radio over WXNT, do you ever think oh, I'm gonna be mayor of this city someday? <laughs> well, I, I, uh, in my Facebook memories, I'm not making this up. Uh, there was this uh, Facebook post where, like, 14 years ago, it was called Notes About Abdul. It was yeah. like one of those, write 25 things about your friends or sure. yourself, blah, blah. And so I, I think I wrote this, like, number 14. Like, I love government, I love politics, and heck, I might even run for public office. Oh, uh, yeah. Someday. Well, look, I, I think it's uh, awesome you're doing it, uh, not just because you're one of my best friends, but I think it uh, you're what the city needs. I now, think. I, I, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Just a couple things for, 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 for programming purposes yes. here. Uh, as a candidate for mayor, I'm no longer an analyst on state house happenings, yeah. but I can show up from time to time as a yes. as an occasional uh, guest. I don't know. I'm gonna have to beg Merritt or somebody else to come over here. Exactly. Really, your plans are disrupting my life, Abdul. Oh, you sound just like my wife. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, yes, we will. Uh, also, uh, the weekend radio show uh, is going to go on hiatus for a little while. Uh, what's his face is going to take over. Tony Kennett. Tony Tony Kennett. Uh, for a while. I love that we took a, an established Republican and replaced him with a good conservative. We need more of that. <laughs> you go fix the crime and we'll get more conservative talk radio. Well, I thank you. You're much too kind. <laughs> but, actually, right. but Tony wanted to keep the name of the show Abdul at large. Oh, well, hey, whatever. Work, work, so work, works for me. <laughs> one, one to three Saturdays. I'm now voicing the uh, Indiana issues, it appears. It's uh, Mary Band of Misfits, always and we, helping and you. And we're moving all our interviews uh, online. Okay. To WIBC.com. Uh, okay. So, so so people still be able to hear all the all the state house. Okay. Stuff. Very good. All right. Yes, this show will continue. I think Merritt's going to be here. Mike is going to be here. Uh, it won't be the same without you, but we're glad you're doing it. And, so, you'd be, and, so you'd be like the, Trevor, the, the Daily Show with Trevor Noah, different guest hosts <laughs> every week. Every day, yes. <laughs> uh, but real quick, I did want to say I'm glad you're doing it, not just because you are one of my best friends, but I think you'll actually do a really good job at it by the standard of which we set a mayor, right? Like you and I don't agree on a lot of things, but I think the thing, the most important thing is the crime. And I have absolutely zero doubt that you will do an A plus job making this city safe and making people feel good about the city again. Hey, we offered the city order. <laughs> that should be your, on your sign. <laughs> I'm offering the city order. Hey, it's like Khan Noonien Sung in Star Trek 2. <laughs> Rob Kendall, Dula Kim Shabazz, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. So since you're here one last time, let's talk about, uh, let's go out and talk about how right you were. Uh, Mitch Daniels not running for U.S. You. Senate. You did. <laughs> you did. Why is he not running? Uh, not running because, number one, uh, he's here. It's a, it's a multitude of reasons. Uh, number one, could Mitch Daniels win? I think he could win. The question is, like, like anybody asks himself, I had to go through this myself, is if you do this, what's next yeah so mitch would be like 73 years old uh number 100 out of 100 u.s centers in a, in a base in a place that runs on seniority you're running you're running an environment and a culture that's totally different than when you were there back in the early 2000s and do you really want to just be in the middle of all that partisan bickering and all that crap and nonsense with 99 other people who look in the mirror every day and think they're going to be president of the United freaking States. Was he ever serious about it, or was he just having fun for a few weeks? No, no. I think, I think, I think in the beginning he was like, okay, yeah, guys, that's cute and charming, yeah, whatever. But then as he as he thought about it, I think he gave it serious. From, from people I spoke to, he gave it serious consideration, but always kept his cards close to his vest. Never told even his closest staff people uh, what he was going to do until like the day before uh, the announcement was public and the story written by Adam Wren. Uh. 
Okay, so Banks now obviously becomes the de facto front runner. Look, he's establishment-y enough in the sense that he voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times. So does, so did a lot of other people, too, but, by the, the but, way. But, Kevin, but the, your friends over there at uh, at various uh, agencies, shall we say, across the, the uh, city, they always, uh, they always have a plan, right? Are they okay with Jim Banks, or are they uh, recruiting someone else? Uh, I heard Brad Chambers. Uh, Who? The, the guy who is uh, head of the IEDC. Oh, that seems about right. Uh, is, a, is a possible uh, contender. When I wrote about the last cheat sheet, no one called me to tell me I was wrong. Ah. Now, what about Holcomb? What's he, what's he, how does he factor in? Holcomb's focused on being governor. He's not. Oh, he's, oh, you mean spending money? Yes. Uh, very good. Uh, so he's not running. Uh, I, no I, chance. I, I, I doubt it very seriously. What's he going to do when he gets done? He can't run the NCAA now. Uh, nobody can run the IHSA. Oh. That's, that would be perfect, yes. <laughs> that would be absolutely the perfect place to put him. Um, okay, so is anybody going to run viable, good against Banks? I mean, you mentioned one name. Is there – I mean, is it Trey Hollingsworth? Is uh, By the way, is what is wrong with Victoria Sparks? She is, like, coming unglued. She was on a Tony the other day, and it was just just awful. Uh, is she all right? Is uh, she okay? Victoria, now we haven't spoken in a couple of weeks. We'll probably chat again uh, in uh, – mid-February, right around Valentine's Day. Uh, is she I, running? Um, she's st- I know she's still thinking about it. I mean, is there... Uh, we need a... And I said this all week, all weeks long when it was Daniels and Banks. We need a viable... The public has an interest in every person. And I think you would agree with this, and now you're a candidate for office, so you can weigh in on this from a personal perspective. We need viable challengers for primaries, right? I mean, the public is better served when people have to explain their ideas and are held to account. I would say viable challengers in primaries and, more importantly, in general elections. Well, you're, you're right. But, uh, look, this is Indiana. Let's face it. The Democrats here statewide, I mean, you couldn't have picked a worse candidate than Diego Morales, and he still won overwhelmingly. So, basically, uh, you know, if you're a Demo- if you're a Republican, if you can get through the primary, you're going to win. So, I want to see somebody challenge Jim Banks because I, I want to hold Jim Banks to account like I would anybody else, and I want to see him be a, 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 as good a senator as he can be yeah but there's still like i said a year and like 10 months to go before it seems like everyone is endorsing jim banks every day this establishment politician and this establishment politician yeah but what but what doing but here once again uh my thing on endorsements they don't really matter at the end of the day i mean i mean i guess it's like a beauty contest it's nice to say look i've got we won first prize okay great whatever i mean i I think you're more likely to vote for somebody because your friend or next door neighbor said hey i really like this guy it's like a movie. Do you listen yeah. to the film critic or do you listen to your to your buddies who saw the movie? Uh or the Daniels people disappointed in Mitch. You know these people. Uh I think they were I think they were disappointed, but they understood his they understood his rationale. Were they legitimately thinking, hey, this 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 could be a thing? Some of some of them were. Some of them were like, nah, you don't need to do it. He his his advisor was sort of all over all over the map. Because it's interesting. I, I feel like there's maybe starting to be a shift. To where look, it's all establishment now, right? Like you've got Colcom, the governor, you got Todd Young, the senior senator. I get that Braun's there, but he's getting out. So if you've potentially got a world where Braun is governor, uh, and then like a Jim Banks is a senator, Young still there. Like, is there a, a little bit of a shift in terms of the control the establishment has? I mean, Dan Elliott's the treasurer; he's pretty conservative. Rokita's the attorney general; he's terrible at his job, but. He's conservative. I mean, is there is there a yeah, shift see, going on? Yeah, I think I think the mistake you're making is 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 confusing or or misinterpreting conservative and establishment. 
there are lots of conservatives who are still part of the who? establishment. They may not necessarily be ideological conservatives, but they're still conservative. Well, well, then what are they? What is there other than an ideological conservative? It's people like me. Oh, you're conservative? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were going to get through a whole show free, without your bull crap. Free, free markets, free trade, free people. Uh- Leave people alone. Let them make their own decisions. All right. We got about a minute left here. If people want to learn more about you and whatever whatever garbage you're going to peddle over the next uh, 10 months, where can they, uh, how can they go about doing that? Uh, you can go to Abdul4Indy, number 4, Indy.com. Everything is up there. Uh, there's a donation button up there. Obviously, a, a nice size donation button that you can, that you can give. <laughs> of course, right? It's, a, it's just a giant, giant donate button. Yeah. Uh, our, our, our Abdul agenda is up there. We, we, offer, we actually offer specifics on crime. You know, on public safety, on offender reentry, which is also a big part of the of the crime piece. Well, make sure people can actually go to work and not repeat offend. Yeah. Uh, again, workforce development. A lot of this is up there under the Abdul agenda. And by the way, it's been a pleasure getting up early on Thursday mornings <laughs> and getting up my workout schedule, which I used to do every Thursday, to come here and hang out with my little brother. Oh, Rob look, look at it. I mean this. I mean this sincerely. I'm very excited. You're running, uh, and I think. In a weird way, you're the guy the city needs right now. So we will see what happens. It's always a blast to work with you. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on as a candidate for mayor. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdul Keep Shabazz, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, find Abdul on Twitter at A-T-T-Y-Abdul, at A-T-T-Y-Abdul, and his website is IndiePolitics.org, IndiePolitics.org. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Abdul Keep Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.